Welcome to the Bad Preaching Podcast with Pastor Brad and Pastor Greg. Well, hello everybody and welcome back to the Bad Preaching Podcast. This is Pastor Greg. I'm with Pastor Brad and we are glad to be back to talk to you again on another episode of our podcast. And we thought we would start the episode today with some quotes and it's going to be about change. So um, if you're listening right now, you may say, I don't like change, so I'm just going to change the podcast right now. <laughs> but this will tie back to Sunday's sermon about Samuel, when God said to Samuel, how long are you going to mourn for Saul, seeing that I rejected him as king? Get up, fill your horn with oil and go. And he was basically telling Samuel, things are going to change. I have a new plan. It's going to be different, but it's going to be okay. Get up, do what you're supposed to do. So before we get into some more of that, um, I have a quote. And then Pastor Brad was telling me about some quotes that uh, he had listened to on podcast and had, had found uh, in prepping for this uh, show today. But the the cha- the quote I got caught up there, Brad. <laughs> the, 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 <laughs> the quote that I wanted to use: "Change is not a threat; it's an opportunity. Survival is not the goal; transformative success is." And this was a quote by somebody named Seth Godin. It's just a quote that was in one of the trainings I've been at recently. But I think that's a powerful quote, Brad. It's not that we should just survive, but transformative success. And that does depend on change. Mm -hmm. Change must happen. So when I looked at that and thought about that, there's such a spiritual connotation to that. This, This gentleman was using it in connotation to an institution or a business or even maybe in terms of a church and managing and leading a church. But I want to look at it from a spiritual standpoint. The whole idea of conversion, coming to Christ, giving our heart and life to Christ, is more than just having our sins forgiven. It's about Christ wanting to change our lives. Mm -hmm. And really, the byproduct of a conversion is a changed life. The fruit, the, the, the proof of the testimony of a conversion is the changed life. And so Christ definitely wants to transform us, uh, to, to conform us to his image, to renew our mind, to take little fragments there of two different verses, I guess, and put it together. So as a Christian, as Christ has forgiven us and he has changed us, he doesn't want us to live our lives just in survival mode. He wants to transform us from glory to glory mm-hmm. and, and to be conformed to his image and to become more like him, to become more fruitful in ministry for him. So change, to go back to this quote, should not be a threat to us as children of God. Change is an opportunity. And as we grow in Christ, our lives do change and we become more holy. We become more righteous. We become more focused on God's will, God's purpose for our lives. But therein is our greatest fulfillment when mm-hmm. we're fulfilling his purpose. So we should not fear change, especially when it comes to being converted, becoming a new creature in Christ Jesus, a new creation in Christ Jesus. So that was my quote. Brad, share a quote with us. This quote kind of goes along the same lines. Uh, this is by John Maxwell, and it says, Most people are more comfortable with old problems than new solutions mm. because the new represents the unknown. 
And in his podcast, there's also another quote that kind of goes along with this. Uh, it was talking about when we're uncomfortable with change, we become comfortable with being irrelevant. And both of these quotes are also going along the same line. Yeah, those also, are powerful quotes. Yeah. And they go along the same line of, like, it's necessary change, too, I would say. Right. Like, we don't have to just go changing just to change. But when right. change comes in our life, whether right. we want it to come or not, and it's embracing it is the next step. Yeah. Necessary change. Necessary change. I, I chuckle because when you said that, I thought of one of my cousins years ago and would like to dress up in costumes or dress up, you know, as a character or whatever and may go to the bedroom and then come back out dressed in a different way and then go back and dressed in in another way. And that was changing just to change. And it just creates a lot of laundry, Mm. I guess. Now I look at things from a parent perspective. Not that I do a whole lot of laundry, (laughs) but you know what I'm saying. Um, That was just change that was unnecessary. Mm. And so I, I like what you said. The change that God inspires in our lives, the change that that we need. Um, that first quote, Brad, say it again. That that we get more comfortable with the problem. Yeah, we get. Most people are more comfortable with old problems than new solutions, Man. because the new represents the unknown. Wow, I think that does speak to our human nature, though. If we aren't careful, we. We get used to it, even though it might be a bad part of our lives or something less desirable or not as enjoyable, Mm -hmm. something that frustrates us or stressors. But yet we get used to those because we don't want to go into the unknown and change. Yeah. Or or we have to have confrontation sometimes. Right. Whether it's confronting ourselves or a confrontation with other people or just the situation we find ourselves yeah, in. Yeah, and shake it up a little bit. Yeah. Right. Wow. But you know, when Christ comes into our lives, he confronts us. Mm-hmm. The word of God confronts us. Yeah. I mean, many times when we're reading or studying the word of God, it confronts us mm-hmm. to make a change, doesn't it? And so that that is really good stuff. What was that second quote again that to become irres- uh, irrelevant. Yeah, so it was talking about when we are uncomfortable with change and we don't embrace it, we're really embracing becoming irrelevant, being yeah. comfortable with being irrelevant. Now, when you first shared that quote with me, Brad, uh, we were not on the podcast. We were just yeah. talking and kind of prepping for the podcast. As you can tell, our podcast listeners, you can probably tell, we prep. Oh, what? Weeks and weeks and weeks, <laughs> right? For an episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Usually it's more just casual conversations a few minutes before, isn't it? But, yeah. And things that we've had on our heart. But in all seriousness, when you told me that quote a little bit ago, I thought, wow. I, I immediately thought about our church first. And mm-hmm. I thought, we do not want to become irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Wow. We want to be doing meaningful things for the cause of Christ that are impacting and helping and ministering to people yeah. and loving people and spreading the word of God. And sometimes that will cause us to change Yeah, methods, but never the message. Mm. I think that's where people like when we talk church world sometimes get so hung up on change is uh, folks think that we're talking about changing the gospel. Mm. But we never change the gospel. But sometimes we may need to change the methods yeah. that we use. 
And um, there are a lot of things that we do in the church world that are just traditions. And maybe they have worked really, really well for certain periods of time. But there's nowhere in the scripture that says that church has to start at a certain time. Yeah. On Sundays. There's nowhere in the scripture that talks about putting sets of pews in rows and facing a stage. Yeah. Like all those are things that have worked through the years and we just have done them, right? Mm-hmm. But if the methods need to change, we don't want to become irrelevant. Yeah. We want the message to be enhanced. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, because you lose the effectiveness when you become irrelevant. And it, yeah. Whether it's business or school or whatever it is, you right. have to kind of keep that edge of things are going to, like COVID, for example, was a wow. change no one saw coming. Right. 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 And, and right. we had to kind of embrace what was going on. Yes. And, and change the way we went about things. And now we're coming to a spot where things are more normal. But even then, you have to change here and there. It's playing right here. So that's right. And figuring out what many people have called the new normal of living and life and working from home. Some people now are probably going to work from home forever. Yeah. That's a, that's a big difference. It's a big change. Different than it was. Uh, Online ministry was in place for churches, but certainly COVID has pushed that into a whole new realm. Yeah. So we need to think about what does, does that mean? Uh, what does it mean for uh, just dealing with COVID in the sense of it's still here? Mm. Uh, maybe it has mutated. It is different in some ways, but it's still something we're going to need to adjust to from time to time. So we're almost at a break. Uh, I enjoyed those quotes, Pastor Brad. Yeah. Uh, do you have have anything? You've, we've got 30 seconds before the break. You want to recite a scripture or something or Jesus wept or <laughs> Jesus wept. <laughs> <laughs> We'll be right back, and we're going to get into the message about Samuel and change, and we have some some good stuff to share with you after the break. Bad Preaching Podcast. Hi, this is Josie. We hope you are enjoying this episode of the Bad Preaching Podcast. Please join Pastor Brad and Pastor Greg each week and enjoy the discussion. Find our weekly sermons on Facebook or YouTube. Just search Nortonsville Church of God, or visit our website for a podcast recording of each sermon at nortonsvillecog.com. All right. Well, welcome back to the Bad Preaching Podcast. And Pastor Brad, we're going to look at the sermon just briefly, and then I have some information that you and I are going to springboard off of that I got from a training that I did Tuesday. And I am so excited about this information to share with the podcast listeners, because I think it just complements this topic so, so well. So just in a nutshell, the sermon was about the prophet Samuel, who had anointed Saul to be the first king, but Saul was rejected by God. He made some very, very bad mistakes, some prideful mistakes. And Samuel, no doubt, felt a little maybe discouraged, a little put out, uh, maybe a little pouty. I don't know, but he was he was sad about the whole situation. And finally, the, the, the word of the Lord came to Samuel and said, How long are you going to mourn for Saul, seeing that I have rejected him as being the king? Get up, fill your horn with oil, and go. And I think the Lord was saying to to Samuel, as he says to us many times, okay, you don't like the circumstance, you don't like the change, you don't like what has happened, but it's a new day. Get up. It's still time for you to fulfill your purpose in life. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. The oil was symbolic of the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit and go. Get after it. Get after what God has called you to do. 
pull yourselves up by the bootstraps, so to speak. So that was the sermon really in a nutshell. So much of that does tie to this topic of change. And, and when I saw this material the other night in our training, Brad, that I was at, I thought this would be great to use as a follow-up. So then I, th- I thought, let's use it in the podcast. Mm-hmm. So Pastor Brad, can you just give us some examples from the material I, I brought back of some uh, people in the Bible who faced some pretty dramatic change? Yeah. You, in this, uh, We have four different people that we'll go over. I'll give you a little micro story of each person. One day, Job was walking in prosperity, health, and happiness. And the next day, he is on an ash pile of humiliation. Quite the change. Quite change. One day, Jonah is a prophet of God. The next day, he is fish food in the Valley of Decision. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure he didn't guess that that would happen. I don't think he was ready for that one. No, and I, <laughs> I don't think that would have been on his goals list. Like, I'm going to spend three days in the belly of a whale. Yeah. One day, Hosea is, a, is the man, the man, and the next word from God is to marry a prostitute. Pretty sure he didn't have that as a life goal. I don't think so. And then <laughs> one day, Jesus is being celebrated during his triumphal entry. And the next day, he's being crucified. So it just shows that even in Scripture, how quick things can change. Yeah. And Scripture shows us that change is coming. Regardless. Mm, regardless. Some change we like. Yeah. Sometimes we don't. You ready for that change? <laughs> ready for that change. And I think out of that list, who was it? Job, Jonah, Hosea, and, and Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. Out of that list, really the only one who knew the change was coming would have been Christ. Yep. The rest of those um, would have never predicted mm-hmm. what happened in their lives. Now, of course, Christ knew that he was called and ordained to go to the cross yep. to bear our sin. So he knew it was coming. Um Still difficult, nonetheless. He asked for the cup to be taken from his hand. <laughs> he said, nevertheless, let this cup, or he said, let this cup pass for me. Nevertheless, your will, but mine be done. Right. So it was a tough time. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So the next part of the material, Brad, that what we looked at in the training the other night that I thought was so relevant to the, to the sermon was very personal. There were four areas that the presenter talked about in our personal lives where change might come and they were change comes from aging, getting older, Mm. change that comes from circumstances, change that comes by the Holy spirit. And then I don't know why he ended with this one. He should have started (laughs) with this one (laughs) because it's very negative change (laughs) that comes from the devil. But I thought, wow, we do all deal with those types of changes in our lives from time to time. I'm going to start with the one about the devil so we can maybe end a little more <laughs> positive. Let's, let's end <laughs> on the one that the change that comes by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. <laughs> but sometimes, you know, the devil has a plan for our lives, just like God has a plan. Mm. Unfortunately, the devil's plan is death, destruction, disappointment. Yeah. You know, it came to steal, kill, destroy. And so sometimes change happens in our lives is because maybe Unfortunately, we've let down our guard and we've allowed the enemy Mm. to mess something up. Or maybe the enemy, the devil, has messed up something in someone's life of who we love, a Mm. dear loved one or or a friend. And then things are different because there's a change that comes. So that's a very sad change. Yeah. But still, I go back to the sermon, Brad, and, and the Holy Spirit would say to us, get up. 
fill your horn with oil, be filled with the Holy Spirit, and go. You cannot, we cannot sit and wallow in that despair. Mm -hmm. There's still work to be done, and we have to trust that the Holy Spirit can work through us and in the circumstance to turn it around. The redemptive power of God and the Word and the Holy Spirit. So in those times, we, we've got to be filled with the Holy Spirit, get up and and go. Doesn't mean we're sat, not sad about things, yeah. you know, or upset about things. Um, the other one ties to this in some ways, but not not totally. Change that comes from circumstances. Mm-hmm. Uh, that can be positive or negative. We've hit the negative side, but positively, I, I'll use you as an example. Your entire life have circumstances have changed over the last year. Yeah, because you have graduated from Lee University. Mm-hmm. You have been betrothed in holy <laughs> matrimony. <laughs> and so the circumstances of your life now dictate life has changed. Yeah. Life has changed. And the Holy Spirit would say in those circumstances, I am here to still minister to you, to work in you, and to work through you, and to fulfill my purpose in your life, even though circumstances have changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm old enough now to kind of look at, I'm 43, I can look at multiple seasons, I guess, of my life and see where we were in life, and then life changes. Yeah. And the Lord is still working in our lives regardless, but we can't stop that. Mm. We can't stop that. I mean, as a church, we look at our church and the great history of this church. Um, You were saying this earlier, how we do things now are different then not on the podcast, but we were talking yeah. earlier today and, and how we do things now are different than what was done 50 years ago. Yeah. And 50 years or in the future, it'll be different, be different than, than it is than today. today. Yeah, yeah. Because circumstances change, mm-hmm. but God does not. And then the change that comes from aging. I mean, that that's a, that's a real deal right there yeah. because I can think of, okay, we age to the point where we become empty nesters Mm. and our children are no longer at home. That's a big change. Yeah. And we could go in the rooms and walk in circles and cry over and over and over again. Yeah. It's okay to cry. It's okay, you know, but eventually the Holy Spirit is going to say, okay, your children have grown Mm. and you're in a new stage. Yeah. Fill with, be filled with the Holy Spirit, get up and be what I've yeah. called you to be. And it's funny because then on the kids' side, they're they're actually stepping into new freedoms because they're growing older. So right. for them, it's like they're at the top of the world. They're out there. They're, <laughs> right. they're, they're going after what they want. You and know? It's like, exciting It's times. exciting. And so yeah. it's even in that one, you have two different circumstances from the same event, from two the same different event. outlooks on it, two from different the, ways of change. Two different ways of change from yeah. aging, right? Yeah. And the Holy Spirit can help in both. Mm-hmm. He can help that excitement be geared towards the plan and purpose God has for Getting that young person's life and guidance and direction. And he can also console and then repurpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, because as a parent, speaking from a parent, your life revolves so much around your children. And so when that starts to change, then it's time to say, okay, Holy Spirit, what what now? Yeah. What next? So... Uh, and that aging, we we could it's very applicable to someone dying and leaving a spouse behind, or any of those things apply to everything we just said. Yeah. The Holy Spirit is there to help us get up and move comfort on us. and comfort us. That's right. The other one that um, the presenter gave to us, the change that comes by the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. and I thought 
that'd be the best note to end on in our podcast today. I think so. The Holy Spirit. You know, the Holy Spirit, He is the one who draws us to salvation, mm-hmm. to regeneration or being born again, whatever term we want to use. The Holy Spirit, He's the one that, that if we allow Him, will guide us in our decision-making in our lives. And as He leads us and guides us, He brings about the change that should be in our lives. And so if the Holy Spirit is leading, we should not be resistant to change. Mm-hmm. If the Holy Spirit is leading... We should not be resistant to change. That would be a good thing to tweet. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And we are out of Tweet time. of the day. Tweet of the day. Tweet of the day. Thank you for listening to the Bad Preaching Podcast. Thanks for listening today. Join us next week on the Bad Preaching <laughs> Podcast.